Hello, hello everyone. What is up? Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. My name is Abby Aslan. I am the host. It is 9-10 on Sunday night right now, um, so it's about 12 hours away from most of you guys hearing this, and I definitely procrastinated recording this episode. Um, definitely had good intentions of getting it done early, but I contracted mono last week or at the beginning of last week, and I've pretty much just been absolutely on my bed for the past um, couple days, so it's just been a rough time, and I'm finally just getting around to recording this episode, but I just wanted to quickly plug the Gen Z Girl podcast um, Facebook group. Um, It is a private Facebook group, and I will always leave it linked in the show notes, and if you just search the Gen Z Girl podcast group on Facebook, you should be able to find it and just answer a few brief, easy questions about the podcast so that you guys can join it. I asked you guys on there which topic you guys wanted to hear next, and um, definitely by far all of you guys wanted to hear a podcast with my boyfriend, so that is what we are doing today. There's also a Instagram page for the podcast, and it's just Gen Z, the Gen Z Girl Pod... Actually, I don't even know what it is. Let me check because I forget. Yeah, it's just Gen Z Girl Podcast um, on Instagram, and that is also in the show notes. So that is that, but I guess um, I'll give you guys a brief introduction to Griffin, who is my boyfriend of two years on Wednesday. So two days after you guys hear this, we'll be celebrating our two-year anniversary and unable to kiss each other on the lips because I am sick and probably won't be able to kiss you on the lips for another two months. So very sorry for depriving you of that, but (laughs) I guess you can give a little introduction of yourself. Hey guys, uh, if you don't know me, I'm Griffin. Um, I'm a senior at the University of Alabama. I'm sick as well. <laughs> Not with mono, though. <laughs> Not with mono, no. Uh, I'm majoring in accounting. Um, fun fact. Fun fact. Well, I'm from Houston. Uh, very from, important. F- it is very important. <laughs> <laughs> it's an identifying part of Griffin's personality. <laughs> fun fact. Uh, I know one for you. I was going to say your fun fact should be that you went surfing for the first time and you were scared of water and you went cliff jumping yesterday in Tuscaloosa all in one month. And that is huge for you. Yeah. Very yeah. proud. My family uh, is going to end up dragging you into the water just because it's a big part of my family. So sorry about that one. But <laughs> Well, besides the fact that you told me there was a shark next to me while I was doing it at the least I, Yeah, at least I told you after the fact. And you're fine, so everything's fine. No reason to be worried. <laughs> but yeah, um, so Griffin and I, we're just, I, I had you guys ask me questions on the Instagram page for the podcast, so if you guys want to participate in any of this, definitely follow the um, Instagram page as well as join the Facebook group because that's where you guys can participate in asking questions. And this episode's mainly primarily going to be question based off of you guys' questions, but I'm going to structure it based off of what questions are relevant to the beginning of mine and Griffin's relationship, the middle, and then the end, because we're going to kind of walk through our relationship and things we've been through, things we've learned, and then answer your questions along the way that like makes sense with that, if that makes sense. But just a quick little week recap, because man, oh man, it's been a week. Um, I said I got mono, which I went to the doctor on... Thursday and found that out and Thursday night I also found out Griff and I have another little friend and living not living but intruding in our home if you guys watch my YouTube videos which if you don't if you're listening to this and you don't know I also have a YouTube channel and a lot of you guys probably know Griffin from there which is why this episode was probably so highly requested but 
Um, beginning of this year, like two weeks after we moved into our house, um, we had a big old rat join our home underneath our sink and in some other little areas of the house. It was R- Rhonda. Rhonda was the name? Okay. Yeah. yeah, we're like humanizing these rats and I don't know why because I'm not a fan. But anyways, we had another one this week. Um, I thought I heard one on Tuesday and I, Griff and I both convinced ourselves it was the ice maker in the kitchen. No, no, I, I knew. Oh, you what, knew. Yeah, you knew. I knew okay. what it was, but... He, he was, he, in, in my best interest, he wasn't telling me what was going on just because, um, last time it like gave me extreme stress and anxiety because I just don't like feeling invaded and they're gross and carry diseases and stuff. So it's just kind of gross. But anyways, um, that happened this week. We had another one, even though last time the exterminators came and we're supposed to have, and we also had a ton of work done on the house. Um, through our landlord to prevent this from happening again and it happened again like month and a half later so yeah I was dealing with mono and that at the same time as well as um, just I have two tests on Tuesday and a quiz tomorrow so it was just really bad timing Um, and then our or my brother and his wife and two of their friends came from Houston this weekend for the Tennessee game but I'll get into that later in the goals and gratitude but I'm going to start off with a quote as usual. That was just kind of our weekly recap. I like doing that just so you guys can kind of understand, um, you know, A, why I may sound a little bit lower energy in this episode just because of mono and everything. But anyways, the quote is, a secret to happiness is letting every situation be what it is instead of what you think it should be and make the best of it. So I really, really love this quote. I didn't want to do your traditional, usual cheesy relationship quote just because I think that there's other ways to provide value about relationships than those quotes but I think that this quote's so great because I really think that you can rob yourself of your happiness if you have really high expectations for yourself or your partner that aren't exactly realistic or attainable um, because then you're constantly your standard is those expectations and it's fine to have standards but having ridiculous expectations for every situation um, ends up leading you to always be discontent with your relationship and what's going on in it when instead you can just let things be the way they are and make the best of those situations so I really really like that quote um what do you think of it Griff you like that quote yeah I guess so (laughs) no like it's just it's I'm not a huge quote guy or anything but uh I I agree with it. I think that it'll better our relationship, honestly. Yeah, I think I think we sometimes get held up in expectations. I know I always used to be um, that girl that would be like, oh my gosh, like whenever I would see someone get flowers in a relationship, I would just be like, wow, I didn't get flowers. I expect my boyfriend to get me flowers all the time. But I think that that's just unrealistic because not every guy is a flower guy and I'm honestly not even that big of a flower girl like yes I do really appreciate them but I feel like if I got them all the time I'd just be kind of like well whatever you get but bored of it well yeah and there's other little things you know it doesn't have to be what other people's relationships are doing um your expectation that that's exactly the point I'll try to make the expectations you have for your relationship and yourself should never be what someone else or another relationship is doing it should all be you know, something based on the relationship you're in, not the relationship someone else is in. So that's why the whole flower thing always just messed me up because I would make myself disappointed that my boyfriend wasn't getting me flowers or something. But there was other things he did, like make me tea when I'm sick or massage my feet because they hurt, even when my feet are dirty, you know? (laughs) Just little things like that. (laughs) 
Um, I guess now we can get into the goals and gratitude. Oh, let me. I was gonna say one more oh, thing okay, on go that. Ahead. No, just because, like, that's why I used to be. I get. I still kind of am, but I'm getting over it. I'm like, I was a big what if guy and stuff like that, and I never really let situations play out in my mind. It was just kind of. I always thought of them going the bad way, never the good way, and stuff like that. But what Abby obviously is saying, the quote she has makes a lot of sense. Let it be what it is. Yeah. Make the most of it. And another thing, it's one reason, like, you're talking about flowers and stuff. My way of doing stuff, or like doing kind of like a flower thing instead of getting flowers, because, like, I'm not a huge flower guy. (laughs) I get, like, whenever we get each other gifts and stuff like that. I always have at least one kind of cheesy gift. Oh, yeah, like something sentimental, and I yeah. love that stuff, so that's just me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love that. So goals and gratitude. My goal for this yeah. week is to rest as much as I can since the only known um, cure or helper for mono is rest and hydration. And my two tests on Tuesday, I really want to make good grades on them, but considering I've hardly started studying for them, I don't know how that's going to go, and I know that I probably shouldn't even be going to my classes, but I don't really know how to go about doing that because I don't want to get so behind to where I have to play catch-up around the time of finals just because of the time of week and like year it is and everything, and I really don't want to procrastinate on my YouTube work because I have been doing that and it's caused me to upload so out of order lately like I think my last five videos have been completely out of order my next two are going to be two just because I can't edit my videos fast enough to where my sponsor content goes up after like the videos before it so I've just been uploading like my sponsor content when it needs to go up and then all the other non-sponsor content gets like all thrown out of whack and I really hate that because it's just like annoying to see things really out of time order that's just like a really little thing but I just need to be better about staying on top of it this week So that's definitely a goal. And then my gratitude for this week is pretty simple. We finally had a night game at Alabama, and it was incredible because we have the new red LED lights. And go check out my, um, I guess, latest Instagram picture, and then on my Tide highlight Instagram highlight story, you guys can see it. But it was so much fun. I did go, obviously, despite being sick because I couldn't really, like, I didn't want to get penalized for getting rid of my ticket and everything. And then also because my brother... And his wife and their friends came this weekend, so I just kind of had to, like, suck it up all day yesterday and do the best I could to be full energy, but I only had, like, one drink in the morning, and then the rest of the day I was literally chugging Pedialyte and um, Electrolyte drinks. Um, But my gratitude is being able to see uh, family and friends. That It was really such an awesome time with them, and then the night game was so much fun because we haven't had a night game in so long, and then I'm really loving the colder weather we've been having lately because... I was getting really sick of the hot weather, but what's your goal and gratitude for the week, Griff? My my goal is, I guess, just to be able to prepare for my test on Wednesday, and then I have two the following week, and uh, stay ahead of schedule. Stay focused. Stay focused, hit the gym every day. (laughs) Sorry, Abby, I know you can't make it there with me. Did you say, I guess, and also get my my voice back <laughs> but uh and i'm um, i guess and gratitude yeah gratitude um i'm just i guess happy to be finishing another year with 
they were, I guess, being together with Abby and starting. Oh yeah, that I meant one. to say that for mine too. Our anniversary. Yeah, I can't it's whatever. It's Abby. Two years. It's whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely very thankful for the past two years since that's happening this week. I guess I always think of my gratitude as like things from the that have happened like the past week, but I should also think about future week and yeah that's like one thing that really sucks you guys I can't work out because I'm at risk of rupturing my spleen um I may just do like squats in my room or something and a few push-ups just so I don't like lose my I always tell you to do that stuff (laughs) she gets sick at least like three times a month yeah I I don't know what's going on this year but that's not it for me okay so we're gonna go ahead and roll into the meat of this podcast episode um, this beginning segment, we're just going to kind of walk through how we met um, and just kind of like where I was at when we met and um, just kind of that stuff and then answering questions sort of in regard to the beginning of relationships. And we have answered a lot of these questions in other ways on my YouTube channel. If you guys have been a longtime subscriber, you would hear it from our um, boyfriend tag video that we did two Vlogmases ago. And then... Seems forever I know. Ago. Wow, oh my gosh. Crazy. And then... Also, we did a Q&A at the beginning of last school year, around like September, I think, of last school year. So if you guys are interested in more content from us, especially from like us as babies in our dating phase, <laughs> those will be good videos to go back and find on my channel. I'll try and link them in the show notes below There's so that you guys can check them out. plenty of stuff to know about us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can walk through how we met. Um I don't know if you want me to say it because we always end up like not bickering, but we're always just like, that's not exactly how it went. (laughs) How we met, um, I was at my brother's 22nd birthday party um, and it was like September 29th, I think, or 30th. Um, I'd have to go back to the picture in my camera roll. Something around there. So yeah, I was at my brother's 22nd birthday party and I got home pretty late. I think it was around like 1.30, 2 a.m. And I was walking sweet little Ella, my lovely dog. It was and, a beautiful night as well. Yeah. And I, was, I walked out of my apartment. And my neighbors who had multiple times tried to uh, hang out with my roommate and I and like come over and just like knock on our door and ask for us to come over and hang out with them or go out with them, whatever it was, they had definitely just bothered the living crap out of us. And it's funny looking back because now they're some of our closest friends. I tried one time, but they never answered. Yeah. So anyways, that might've hurt my chances. (laughs) Anyways, we were, I walked outside and a lot of times like they would, they always had people over next door and they would just leave like their porch because we lived on the bottom floor of where we were at and we each had porches and they left like the door to their porch open and I'm walking by with Ella and um griffin was on the patio and um, ella just like runs up to anyone she sees because she's such a people dog and she ran up to griffin and was like just obviously wagging her tail you know like trying to get pet all that stuff and griffin just kind of like you know was petting her like oh my gosh she's so cute and then he said can i walk your dog (laughs) and i was just like no you can't take my dog from me and walk my dog like who do you think you are so I was just like, you can walk my dog with me, but you can't take my dog and walk her. And I think that's probably what he meant to say. Um, yeah, definitely what I meant to say. He, he had I just also, been drinking, so it was yeah, just I also whatever. saw you, like, before you, like, got up to, like, right in front of the right. apartment. But, like, my vision was very distorted, so, like, I was like, 
and I wasn't just gonna like stare and try to like figure out who that was yeah but yeah yeah so he asked that we walked talked a little bit he asked me um that night if I whenever we got because I just like walked to Ella for like three minutes it wasn't very long because it was just the end of the night and um yeah I got my spiel out <laughs> yeah so then he kind of just like told me about himself or whatever and you know I was just talking to him entertaining him and oh, I say entertaining you just because you were just I was like I don't know what this guy's trying to do like and I got back to my apartment and you were like just saying bye or whatever nice to meet you and you asked if we could go to lunch the next day but I I didn't have have my phone on me so yeah he didn't have his phone on him so he couldn't like get my phone number my name any of that any of my contact information basically but I rejected him anyways initially um just because just a little bit of background I had literally just gotten out of a like two-year relationship um probably like two weeks before I think we met maybe a week before we met I think it was a week or two before we met but I don't don't remember so I was like my mindset was you know I am literally just going to you know do me I'm not going to be in a relationship I have no interest in hanging out with anyone dating anyone whatever I'm working on myself focusing on myself as most girls are when they get out of relationships which is why you said no yeah and I think coming out of like rough relationships or like if the last relationship didn't end well you just have like a bad taste in your mouth for like men in general as a woman or a woman yeah, if you're stink. yeah I, I i was just kind of like They're i terrible. i don't want i don't want anything to do with this like this isn't for me right now like i just need to focus on school enjoy my sophomore year whatever and i was um, i was very understanding about that yeah you were you were like yeah i get that i mean we could just have lunch as friends and i was like no because i know where this is going look at <laughs> I am I'm one persistent guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And he ended up messaging me on Instagram the next day. You can say this part. Okay, so basically, since I didn't somehow didn't get Abby's name at all through the <laughs> few minutes we were talking, uh, one of my – her neighbors, which is actually one of my really good, like, buddies now, he watched a lot of YouTube and somehow came and passed one of her videos and was like, yo, Griff, I think this is – this is our neighbor. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because like, I slept on their couch that night. And I was like, dude, that is her. Cause I, and I got her name. I found her on Instagram. I DM'd her. And I said, hey, remember me from last night, the guy you talked to? By any chance, are you any good at econ? <laughs> and she, she, was, she was a TA. Yeah. If you want to explain that. Yeah, I'll explain that part. So... In my head, I'm like, okay, this guy is definitely probably asking me for help with econ because we met last night and he just wants to get to know me better. And then I was like, honestly, I don't really have any guy friends at this university and I don't think it would do any harm for coming out of a relationship to have a guy friend. I think it would actually be good for me. And it wasn't like he was asking me to go to lunch again because if he would have done that, I would be like, okay, he didn't respect it the first time, you know, like leave me alone. (laughs) But he asked for help with econ. And if you would have asked for help on any other subject, I kid you not, I would have just been like, no, I'm sorry, but I'm sure there's tutors somewhere else. Lucky guess. Yeah. But luckily for Griffin, I happened to be an econ tutor and it had just started like that semester um, of me being an econ TA, which is crazy to think about. Um, and I just think that all of that story, I've never, we've never really said the full story before just because on YouTube, obviously we're not going to sit there and talk about it for forever, but on a podcast you can. And, um, so I'm sorry if that was like your fourth time hearing that story, if you know me personally, or if you've watched on YouTube, hopefully you just like fast forward it so you don't have to hear it again. 
But I think all of that just goes to show that you hear people say this all the time, but like the best things come when you least expect them. I literally wasn't, and like when you're not looking for them. So like I was not looking for a relationship. I feel like when people are in a position where they're constantly like seeking out and searching for a relationship, like nothing wrong with like actively dating and like trying to get to know people. But I feel like the best things that are like meant to happen always happen when you're not looking because they just kind of catch you by surprise. And that's exactly kind of what happened with Griff and I. And, you know, we talked and just hung out and we're just friends for a couple of weeks. But we both definitely knew we were developing feelings for each other. I definitely knew what I was doing. Yeah. So then, (laughs) yeah. And on October 23rd 23rd of 2017, uh, he asked me to be his girlfriend. So that's that story. (laughs) And um, I guess we can like kind of just go over really quickly before we answer questions how our relationship was in the beginning um we had two very different backgrounds uh when it came to dating just because I had just gotten out of like a partially long distance two-year long-term relationship and I've been in other relationships than that before and you know years your situation was my situation for what like just your previous dating life but there was nothing as serious I guess as as far as, like, I had gone on to a level of seriousness. Well, yeah, like, I had my, it was my senior year. Yeah, of high and school. I feel like a lot of people just get in relationships yeah. their senior year just to have somebody there for all the events and stuff. And it just kind of, like... I don't know if that's I don't how... Know. I don't know. I, I feel like, no, like I, I didn't do it but for that reason. I'm just saying a lot, I feel like a lot, I don't know what it is, but, like, you'll go, like, all of high school, you know, without, like, a serious relationship, and so many people get in serious relationships senior year, which is just so odd because then everyone ends up, like... Well, I had a Separate. few. I had a few relationships, yeah, but yeah. they just didn't work out. Yeah, and that's okay. Uh, Sucks here. for them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so in the beginning, I think Griffin was very, very like persistent in dating me. He was, you know, like very. He wasn't. He was definitely like rushing things in the sense that when I was like, "Look, we're just friends right now," and I just want to take things very slowly. He was like respecting that in the sense that he was like trying to you know obviously respect that but at the same time I could just tell he was like you know like oh let's like go on dates like come meet my parents like all that kind of stuff because I met his parents so early especially yeah, for them being that, in what, Houston like, first we, we met. it was before we even started dating I know it was like yeah. the first week we, we and I told my mom I was like look I feel really weird doing this because I got out of a relationship like three weeks ago and this just feels very strange because I wasn't looking for this and my mom was like you know if it's just a guy friend of yours like what's the harm in trying and just trying to have a guy friend and getting to know his parents and your dad ended up being like a big influence in me ending up in accounting in fact like one of the only influences so that was was definitely like there for a reason yeah like whether or not we ended up together he definitely helped me out with that because he uh is in that field and he kind of like helped me decide on like what I was wanting to do because at that time I was just a finance major but anyways that's kind of like the really beginning of our relationship Griffin being being very persistent me being very we kind of we switched we yeah. switched now she doesn't really like me anymore I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm totally kidding no so it's just it I don't know in the beginning obviously like things are very weird because you're figuring each other out I think that we definitely like in hindsight we probably could have like slowed things down but I think both of us were excited because we, we got found, along so well like, yeah and we found someone that actually like yeah like, I can I'm a person who can talk for four hours straight. yeah the first time we hung out we literally 
we're supposed to be studying for a Z contest and we studied for liquor. We talked we, for four we, hours straight. We, I pulled, I pulled out my spiral. That's yeah. about as far so as we got. Like, and then we talked for four hours. I failed that test by the, by the way. But you but, ended out with a great grade. Yeah. So it's all good. Cause we studied for the next ones actually. And I felt really bad the first time, but <laughs> it ended up fine. But anyways, um, I guess we will get into the questions that you guys had for that's in relation to like the beginning of relationships. Um, I guess the first one I want to ask is going to be for Griffin and like what tips do you have for girls that like want guys to like them and notice them? Like what do you look for or what do you think makes girls stand out to you? Stand out. Or I guess to I should me. say me stand out to yeah, you, not girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is that was the awkwardest way you can put that question. Okay, well. I obviously, <laughs> I'm looking at you. I guess uh, for me, how I look, or how I found Abby. First off, the first day I saw her, it was, I was distorted, but I saw tan legs and a <laughs> jean skirt and some curly hair. And I was like, wow. Thank God Griffin likes her curly hair. I was oh. like, wow. she She's very beautiful. <laughs> but I couldn't see her face, so I had to wait until she got up close. No, I guess for stuff to point out, like for y'all, for girls, I guess y'all just... Kind of just do your own thing. Like you, you can't force someone to like you. You, right. you don't need to look a certain way for any type of person. Like it's not, it's it's honestly impossible. Like unless you physically or ask the guy what he wants in a girl, yeah. what he wants you to wear. Like, and you don't need to like mold who you are to anyone else's yeah. like preference. Like, because the right person is gonna like you for you. Right, and it's it's just it's it, physically impossible unless. Yeah. You're dating Siri, all right? <laughs> That's about it. And do you have anything else? For girl, I guess. I just, they just need to be able to express themselves in their own ways. Like you, you. I think that's really important. It's just like yeah. making sure you know who you are and don't worry about what. Like that is one thing I will like stand by for the for my whole life. Don't worry about what other people think. Oh yeah, Griffin is huge on that. Like he drills that into my head. Like since day one of our like, relationship. Like b- even before I met Abby, I still mm-hmm. do it. Like I'd wear basketball shorts into a steakhouse. I do not care. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like yeah, I think that yeah, your point's just like being yourself is the most important thing because you don't want to have someone like or fall for a false representation of you because eventually you're going to get tired of trying to uphold this standard that's not yourself and then they're going to end up realizing that you're not the person you've been showing them you are like and you're putting up a front and you're not going to be able to hold up that front for forever so it's important to just be yourself from day one and I think that I have never done that in the past but with Griffin he was so easy to talk to and I was so comfortable being around him that from day one I was so comfortable with him and like I feel like in relationships, you know, like, it takes a lot of time for you to get, like, super comfortable with your significant other. Like, you know, like, sometimes, you know, you're just like, oh, gosh, I don't want to cry in front of my boyfriend or whatever. I, like, literally from, I don't know, I feel like from the beginning, maybe not day one, but I feel like within the first few weeks, I felt very comfortable with him just because of how open he was. So I felt okay being open in return. And I think I was also, like, ready. I don't know. I think that having that was refreshing because I feel like a lot of the guy friends I had in high school were just kind of like surface level friendships and didn't really go much deeper. So it was kind of exciting for me. Well, also I think like for, in a, for a guy and like a guy's point of view, they'll notice you 
when they notice you. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't, like... It, you can't force it. Yeah, you can't... That's, like, that's the bottom line. You can't force it at all. Like, it's just... Yeah, I think being yourself is the best thing to do because, like, I feel like... <laughs> I've definitely had phases in my life where I've, like, tried a little too hard. Like, I feel like in middle school, you're just, like, constantly, like, oh, my gosh, like... Yeah. Trying to, like, be the cutest thing ever, and it's just, like, a waste of effort and energy because <laughs> we're all... Well, I feel like no one's really that awkward anymore in middle school nowadays. Yeah, literally, for the, for the longest time, I'm, like, my... My parents, like, my parents' parents, my friends, their parents, they always told, like, they always told me, you can't look for somebody. Literally, I didn't, I stopped looking, Abby walks into my life. That's as easy as I it gets. I remember you telling me like, that. that. I totally forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, that's as easy as it gets. It, it just, it, you, it you was, can't it's look It's really interesting because I was sitting there, I am not looking for anybody. This is the last thing I want. And you were, and then you were also on that same page. But you had just gotten on that same page, and so had I. So had I. So it was just, like, very interesting how that worked out. Okay, so next we're going to go into kind of, like, the a lot of people were asking about, like, our opinion on, like, college relationships and, like, the stereotype, stereotype, oh, my gosh, stereotype they have and, like, making things work out of that. I think the stereotype for college relationships is mainly just, I don't know, people just kind of, like, casually see each other and date and aren't really that exclusive and... People are just kind of like enjoying themselves. (laughs) I think that if you can find someone that, you know, you get along with and that you enjoy being around and that, you know, motivates you to be a better person, I think having a relationship is a great idea in college. But I also want to emphasize that, you know, also I want to totally disclaim this entire episode and give a disclaimer. Like, don't think we have a perfect relationship because we are so far from perfect as individuals and together as a couple. But we've, we've also came along. Oh yeah. And that's very important. And you know, people's outside view of us, like you can't let people's outside view of you or relationship or your relationship, you know, affect how you view your relationship because only know, you know, deep down. And I don't even know where I was going with this, but basically don't feel pressured just because like Griff and I are sitting here talking to you and we've been in a relationship for two years in college or don't feel pressured because some of your roommates or your friends around you are getting in relationships. Um, don't feel pressured that you need to be in one because everyone's time will come and it's different for everyone. Because um, I think a lot of people, you know, mature faster in the relationship realm than others and some are ready before others. And that's totally okay because if everyone was on the same time schedule, that would just be really weird. And everyone's time will come. So don't put pressure on yourself. It's okay if you're not in a relationship in college or in high school or whatever. Your time will come, and like I said, when you're not looking for it, that's usually when you find it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it is, I guess, it like, is how it goes. the whole stereotype thing, I don't have much to say other than that. And just, like, I mean, obviously, I think the relationship narrative for college is kind of, like, immature and just lame in a sense because I feel like a lot of people just get hurt in college all the time. But I feel like if you can find, you know, someone to make it work with, it's worth it. But, yeah, yeah. that was kind of like just a weird question. Yeah, because I I didn't know I don't even know what the actual question said, but the way I typed it out on my Google Doc, I just didn't really like form it in a question. Okay, so now, um, how to get close to your significant other's family? Griffin's well, raising his hand. Yeah, I ra- yeah, I rose, I rose, rose my hand. I raised my hand. Yeah, raised. All right, oh whatever. Gosh. All right, it's been a long day. Okay, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, I guess for that one, how to get close to your significant other's family honestly whenever I went over to Abby's house I didn't think I was getting that close like with her with her dad I got close with her mom like like, it was so easy it was so easy and my dad is too my dad's just obviously 
My dad's a little bit more I know, I know. Like, like, you know, yeah. no, like, it was just like, I feel like your dad, we just recently got close. Like, yeah. I feel like, because, like, we hugged him. Like, we hugged every time we saw each other, but it was like, we didn't really, like, talk a lot. Like, right. But, like, when I said, finally said, yeah, yes, we can go surfing. <laughs> I think, I think I really brought some joy. Some joy to Mr. Phillip. Oh, yeah, you did. I think, I mean, and he loves you to death, and he always has. I think it's just, like, obviously, I think a lot of dads, in most cases, I don't want to say all and, like, claim that it's every dad, but, like, a lot of times dads are just protective, you know? Yeah. Well, no, but I think to get close to your significant other's family, I feel like you just got to... You got to go with the flow. You got to do what they want to do. You got to, you can even, yeah. you can ask them if they want to do some stuff. Like, I don't really have the opportunity to ask, like, Zane that much. But uh, I asked, like, when he was at school here with us, we went to eat, like, every once in a while. And that and was so like that. huge for me because in the past, I felt like dating, like, and maybe it was just because I was in high school, but, like, my boyfriends, they're, like, people I would see, whatever, that really... I don't know, interact with my brother or dad as much. And you've always done that from the beginning. And that's just, like, always stood out to, like, my whole family. And um, I just think that another important thing with, like, getting close to your significant other's family, you do need to, It's really important, just like we said earlier, you have to be yourself because you don't want to give a false perception to a family either. And I think that, I mean, obviously, like, you're not going to, like, be the way you are always around your significant other, but... You want to at least, like, be able to talk to them and have conversation with them and, you know, have a good time with them. Yeah, and I think that, like Griffin said, you know, Griffin has a huge family. I have a small family. Um, And I just think that, for me, it was, like, overwhelming, like, meeting so many siblings. And, like, I feel like I'm, you know, obviously, like, a lot closer to, like, Grayson and Holden. I feel like just because they're closer to our age and we see them more often. But, like, Haley and Kat, I love hanging out with them and talking to them, too. And you just have to find, like, what your significant other's family's interests are like individually per person and kind of like play off of that like I love like you like know when your mom and I yeah and when yeah. your mom and I will like go on walks with the dogs together and like yeah. just talk and like your mom and I can talk for forever so I think like stuff like and she like loves doing that so I was anytime she asked me even if I don't feel like doing it I'm like I need to do this because this is a great bonding opportunity for us too so I think that just I don't really know if that helps anyone, but don't be scared, I think, is another big thing for that. Just be open. Yeah, because I think I was very, like, hesitant. Like, I like I was very nervous, like, when I went to dinner with your parents that first time after we had known each other for two weeks because I just, I don't know, it was very, like, outside of my comfort zone. We were at a very nice restaurant. I was just very thrown off, but I really enjoyed my time with them, and I loved how open they were with me. I can understand how all of these tips would be very hard if the family of your significant other was very quiet and closed off. But in that case, I just think that you just kind of play off the way they are. Like, you don't want to be everyone's, too outgoing Everyone's going to be... Yeah. Everyone's going to be their, like... You're not going to get my family, for instance. Yeah. It's very open. Everyone talks. You're not going to get that everywhere you go. Like, yeah. I'm sorry about it. Like, Yeah, there's going to be very quiet, closed-off families, and sometimes you just have to, if you're a very extroverted person... You know, you may just have to like tone that down initially in the beginning until you can get them to open up. Really, it's you just you got to be the one that starts conversations. Yeah, and I think that's a better thing to do than to you know diminish yourself. But yeah, you got to be willing. Yeah, and you you that's the main point really. You got to be willing to do what they want to do. And someone wanted us to like stress the importance of finding a significant other that encourages and uplifts you and helps you believe in yourself. Um, And just to briefly like touch on this because I know we're literally talking for forever. Um, this is more just like a statement instead of like a question because I feel like 
I don't know. Like, I feel like this is something that you don't realize the importance of it until you have it. Because I feel like my self-confidence in the past in relationships uh, and my uh, insecurities were a lot more present and strong in the past. And I don't, I don't think it's necessarily always to do with the person I'm dating. It also depends on the stage of life I'm in. Um, I know, like, ever since I started my YouTube channel, my I've been a lot more comfortable with my insecurities, more comfortable with myself and who I am. And I've always been more confident in myself. But I really think that... Griffin always like goes out of his way to encourage me and uplift me and that's really important especially on the days where you can't provide that for yourself so I think finding someone that can do that for you on the days where you're feeling at your lowest of lows um, when you can't be there supporting yourself is really nice but at the end of the day you also have to you have to be whole yourself before you get in a relationship with someone else because then you just become fully reliant on the other person and dependent on them for your own happiness and confidence pretty much how Abby is with me no I'm just playing with you (laughs) but yeah I just think that that's what I just said it's like very important and I think that once you're fully confident in who you are you're able to extend that life giving of confidence into other people's lives if that makes sense like if I'm fully confident maybe not fully confident but if I'm confident in myself and who I am and I am whole and happy by myself I do a lot better of a job at bringing Griffin up in our relationship because I feel okay myself and I'm not trying to like bring him down to my level, if that makes sense. So I think that that's like really important to make sure that you're whole yourself. That was kind of a tangent to that question or statement, but it is really important to have someone that's encouraging and uplifting rather than, you know, diminishing and what's the word? Demeaning, I guess. But I was going to say it, but I couldn't get it. I out. beat you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now I'm going into kind of like the middle, more rocky part of our relationship. Um, a lot of people know this if you've been around the YouTube channel for a while, but we, like a lot of relationships, did have a break. Our break it was a short was, one. Very it, was, short. it was short, but. Um, it still hurt. Yeah, it was what? November, December, January. It was four months into our relationship. Wow. I didn't realize how early it was in a relationship. Dang. Okay, time flies. Um, time flies. Yeah, man. so in February of 2018, um, we just, like, took a break. I honestly, I, I'm going to let Griffin, like, talk as much as he wants to about it. I'm not going to force him to, like, go into extreme detail or anything, but I, I'll i just let him say what he wants to say about it I feel, I, before I'm, I say anything because I don't I'm, know how far I can go. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to tell you guys everything, but we're going to tell you guys a lot so you can understand us better. I just felt, honestly, I can say it was a point where I need to also find myself. Like, honestly, I, I did rush into the relationship, but like, it doesn't, didn't change the fact how much like I cared and loved Abby. Like I, I love, I love her so much. Obviously I got back together with her. Like that's what, Yeah. but like I took the break. I wanted to find myself because when I got to the university of Alabama, which was when we, Pretty much when we first met. Oh, yeah. We probably should have just claimed that. He hadn't been in Alabama freshman year. He was at a different school playing baseball. and With, like, 30,000 less kids. There was only <laughs> 900 there. but Yeah, so it was just he had come into Alabama. Like, when we met, he had only been in Alabama for, like, two or three weeks. So it was kind of like a culture shock for him. And I think yeah. that from my perspective, you were at a point where you – I think you realized that it was too much too fast because, like, I went to your house that Christmas break, like, three months into our relationship, and I just 
feel like I probably pressured you into doing that when you might not have been ready for me to like come home and stay with you for a week. And I tried saying it. But yeah, and he just didn't <laughs> want to hurt my feelings. And I was just like, oh, I'd love to like, you know, come visit your family over Christmas break and like meet everyone um, since I'd only met some of his family. And, you know, that I think that that is just a example of the bad communication we had in the beginning of our relationship because we were both scared to say some things sometimes. But and from my perspective, I think the break was also like Griffin was going through a lot in terms of like, you know, culture shock. And like, I know I was very blindsided by it in the sense that like I couldn't believe it was happening. But at the same time, in hindsight, I remember like back in when it happened, I remember looking back to January and being like, I knew this was coming and I was just too scared to admit it to myself just because we were having a lot of like communication issues. We weren't really on the same page as much anymore. Like we had a very, the few days, the good days were few and far between, but looking back, that's not really an excuse to take a break. Like I think that, you know, you're going to have hard times and you have to get through them, but that was a learning lesson for us that when things get hard and you're just like not really feeling yourself or. But you also shouldn't just. Do what I did. Yeah, you should, you should work through it. Yeah, you shouldn't just, you know, be like, just I drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was very, it was very, very, very hard on me, and you know, like my close friends know that, and it was just like a really hard time, just because Griffin was like the closest I had been to a guy, as far as just like I had opened up so much to him um, about things that I just like hadn't opened up to people with in the past. So it was hard on me, and you know, I don't hold that against him. I think you know, forgiveness is a powerful thing. It took me time, but. I think our break, I really want to stress the importance of like just not cutting things off when things get hard or when things don't feel right or when you don't feel right. If you need to find yourself and you truly did just get into a relationship when you weren't ready, then it is very hurtful to the other person to break it off, but maybe definitely, that is a solution. Definitely express it before you just... Yeah, because he, he didn't really express that to me until the day it happened and I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> But um, we kind of just, like, remained in contact over that time a little bit. Um, we definitely te- we texted the I, day it happened. Like, we kept texting. Like, yeah, and it was just because, like, because Griffin was, like, still wanting to be friends. But I was just like, I don't think I can do that for the sake of, like, my feelings. And he respected that. But then I was like, wait, no, I actually want to see him. So we would, like, go to the library together. But we never really, like, hung out at each other's place together. Um, and I just think that, like, it's really important not to... Just give up when things get tough. But, like, that honestly helped us, like... Oh, yeah, it helped us a ton, because... Hanging out, because then we... Because you have those times when you're just, like, you don't want to communicate. Like, I don't know. It's, like... I felt like it was just, like, a title thing for me. Like, whenever, like, it was just hard for me to, like, talk about stuff. Like, I wasn't very good at communicating. But, like, the just having the title as friends, I can talk just how we did before we started yeah you just had the pressure of like this serious relationship you know like i didn't want to mess up i feel like a lot of girls go through this in college you know like you're you're so serious about the relationships you're in and you were just like you know 100 percent all in till the end and like the guys like don't really i think the guys feel that way but then they kind of like when they feel like any kind of like withdrawal from themselves or something like they just kind of well i feel like i honestly was that first hundred like? Oh yeah, 50, you were hundred fifty percent. I think it freaked you out once we got really serious. Yeah, and then it was just like, oh my gosh, I gotta be do this every day. Like I don't know what I'm doing, but then. And that was all just like a consequence of us rushing our relationship. Yeah, we could have been friends. It for, just all hit me at, like it hit me at once. Like, yeah, 
Yeah. And I think that... Um, and we got past it, thank the Lord. Yeah, because I... My whole thing, and this is, like, another really important thing, don't just get back together with someone if they break up with you because that just, like, shows you that you're, Weak. you know... Yeah, you're open to do that every time that they don't feel like and it dating gives them, anymore. And it gives them a... They like, take advantage of you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so... Because my thing was, uh, I think it was like around, because we broke up at the end of, very end of February, and then spring break, right before spring break started was when we like kind of discussed getting back together, and I just, I I told my thing with Griffin, I was like, look, I need you to like look me in the eyes and promise me, like, I will take your word, but right now, you know, like, I... She obviously didn't, it was like, oh, I believe you. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, I don't really want to believe your words because I'm scared of what's going to happen, but I'm open to what this relationship could be if you can promise me that you'll never, you know, do that to me again and just, like, I don't know, just blindside break up with me. But, I mean, since then, you know, we've had really big fights and we haven't broken up because we've worked through them. And since then, there, like, so much has happened. And since that day, we've never broken up or... Almost, I mean, I don't want to say almost broken up because everyone like, says dumb things when they're fighting. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's just something that everyone has to work on is the patience and the you know it's, how you use your words and stuff. Life is tough. All right. Yeah. So how we resolve our arguments and tips for resolving arguments, we're not like relationship therapists and we're not professionals at this because. But the number one thing is communication. communication. Let's say it together. What? <laughs> Yeah. Communication. All right, all right. Um, I thought you were going to say it again. Okay, well, we high-five. That's good enough. But yeah, communication was our biggest issue in the beginning of our relationship. We were expecting each other to know what each other was thinking, what each other was wanting, and that's just not the way to live. You have to express uh, what you need at the end of the day in your relationship. You have to express what flies and doesn't fly in your relationship. I mean... You got to let them know what you do. Yeah, you just... I mean, you just have to literally communicate as simple as that like i think that the root of a lot of problems is poor communication or dishonesty or you know just not listening because i think a lot of people listen to hear them like hear what the person has to say so that they can say something instead of listening to understand the other person um and that was all about you know just the communication and everything and i think understanding what hurts you the person you're with and what makes them upset um, is really important because then you know you know what to say, what not to say, what it's to do, truly what not it's to do. truly the little things that like yeah you just gotta you got you can't take anything for granted, can't take advantage of anything. You just gotta be straight up, talk things out, try not to yell. I'm a I I can't I can't lie like I'm a huge yeller. Like I come from a big family. I yell. We yell. Like, that's how... Yeah, his whole family is just a bunch of yodeling yellers. You you yell just because you try to speak over the other person. But I read something. I try to do it. I try to tell Abby to do it. It's like, if you're arguing, give them five to ten minutes to let them... Cool down, yeah. Or let them say what they need to say. And then... Without interrupting them. And then you talk. Like, it's as easy as that. Yeah, because it's really, it's really in the heat of the moment, like, when you're arguing, you know, you just, right then and there, I think a lot of people's natural instinct is to get their point across and be the person that's right. But you have to kind of, like, take a step back and, like Griffin said, just let each other talk it out. And, you know, like, this is just us being completely transparent. Like, obviously, we have flaws in a relationship. Griffin does yell sometimes, and it's not really, like, a 
Don't be a selective listener. Yeah, and like my thing is like I a lot of times I think I think that I'm right, but then I don't know. It takes me a lot of yelling from Greg. No, not, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't take yelling. Like, it takes me like taking you know ten minutes to like think about the situation, just being like, okay, well, yeah, that wasn't right of me, and I'm wrong, and accepting that. So that's like my flaw is like always thinking I'm right, which I know is incredibly annoying, just as. Griffin's fall is yelling. That's just us being straightforward and transparent. And I don't know. I feel really weird saying that because I feel like I never talk about this on YouTube. But I know. I, I've been working on the yelling thing. And that's it's, the thing. Like as long as tough. as long as you don't just like those things like that. As far as like resolving arguments, our biggest thing is we will sit down and you know like we're like, what is this problem at hand? Let's address it like right now. We don't because I used to be someone to let it. I would bottle it up and then I would explode on Griffin with like a trillion different things and he was like where is this coming from and I was just like oh I let this build up inside of me for the past like two weeks and now I'm exploding on you uh yeah let's fix it it was just too much all at once so it's just like like, oh my god communicating things as they come and like sitting down and like actually talking through them instead of letting them build up and just putting them on hold like you can't put your relationship on hold like when things are rough like you got to sit there and talk about it and you know like what Griffin and I like I told Griffin at one point in our relationship I was like look, we both need to realize that, that it, it is not you versus me. It is us versus the problem. Like We still have problems with that. We, and we still life. have problems with that because we're not perfect. Like, a lot of times we do end up arguing in a you versus me type of sense. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, we're both like, what the heck are we doing? It's, that's yeah, not half what it's the time, about. Half the time I forget what we argue about. I know. And, Griffin, and then, you know, like 20 minutes later, Griffin's like, I... I I just, I don't even know what's going on. Like, I'm and then sorry. I'll just like, be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, I think that a lot of times, you know, people... But Griff and I both have, like, really uh, short tempers, I feel like. So, it's just, like, I don't know. I think that learn, <laughs> learning how each person short views, works. Short views. Yeah, learning how each person works in the relationship and learning how to communicate with that person because it's a different case-by-case. Case. Um, obviously, like, there are healthy and unhealthy ways to argue and, like, be in relationships. And you obviously shouldn't tolerate certain things and you should know when to, like, draw the line with some things. And I just want to, like, disclaim that for anyone that needs to hear that. Like, you know, you shouldn't accept, you know, anything that's abusive, obviously, emotionally, mentally, like, physically degrading or, you know, just abusive. Like, that's just not... Not the way it should be in a relationship, and you need to, you know, get out of it if that's the case for you. But as far as communicating and, like, resolving arguments go, it's just, like... The number one thing is sitting down, communicating right then and there, not letting it build up, and Don't do listening to the other person. I, I'm still trying to get this through Abby's head. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, because my short fuse, I like want to address it right then and there, and it, Griffin's like, she, let's wait till we go. No, well, no, like she's texting me essays, and I'm like, uh, I can't read all that. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, so it's just better to communicate those things face-to-face, in person, if possible, or over the phone, like talking and not texting. Um, so that's really important. We kind of went on a lot of tins there, but the process, it, like that whole process of like getting to a point where you know how to communicate well, and obviously it's not going to be hundred percent perfect every time, but communicating well and resolving arguments, that was such a process for Griff and I, cause it started out in a completely different stage from where we're at right now. Um, and like what people were asking, what we always argue about food. Yeah. Where Number we one, eat. Where we eat. Where we eat. Hands down. We get, we get feisty about that. Well, yeah, because I just want Griffin to give me options, and then I'll choose, but he doesn't like doing that. So no, because, okay, here's the thing. She 
is so picky. I'll eat anything, but like she'll literally do this. She'll name like three of the same places pretty much. Like she'll be like Firehouse, Nukes, Panera, Pub Sub, oh. or Panera. <laughs> That's like all, my all I get from those places are sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, so it's just like just choose one of them. But it's something like eating, and then I think that like when both of us get really stressed, we just t- tend to like lash out. I think that with that, which we're gonna get into like in the end of like the last segment, which we can get into later. That's like an adjustment to living together that you know we're dealing with. Because if you guys didn't hear in like I think the first episode, I mentioned that we lived together this year. Um, my roommate of freshman, sophomore, and junior year moved back home for nursing school and I didn't want to like resign my lease in my apartment and end up with like two random people and I literally don't know that many people at Alabama and um I didn't really have options for roommates so it just like worked out best for Griffin and I because we felt ready to do that um whenever we were signing leases or whatever so we just found a house to rent together that happens to have some complimentary rodents (laughs) um but yeah hey they're friendly very (laughs) they're no 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 And I think um, talking about trust, I know people wanted us to talk about trust, which I think is an issue in everyone's relationship at some point. We've Um, gone through a lot of hard times trusting each other, but like... And a lot of it stemmed for, I know for me, was from past like issues and like relationships. Same for me. Same with Griffin. We both carried so much emotional baggage with trust issues into our relationship with it with each other that didn't really get uncovered until a couple months into our relationship and you know I vocalized that with Griffin that I had you know like been cheated on in the past like multiple times or whatever so I was like my trust issues are like really low which you the whole thing is like my mom has always told me you have to trust people until they give you a reason not to so that was just like my mindset with Griffin but that did not stop me from stressing over what ifs you know like what if Griffin's like you know texting some other honestly girl. i think that's why my what if situation was so bad because she, she kind of brought the, i've never been a what if person before until i like yeah. told him that like that's how my mind was because that's how i had been like i had been almost like transformed into this person that was constantly thinking of like what ifs like what if this person doesn't like me anymore what if this person's about to break up with me what if this person is never the case you know being disloyal to me and that's just like so unhealthy and I want to tell you right here right now if you are like that because you've been cheated on in the past you need to like remember that you have to keep that separate from the relationship you're in now and I I don't know because I was just so bad with it like and looking back I'm just like good gosh I was just like good golly yeah good golly gracious (laughs) I was setting up my own complete you know destruction by doing that and um Trust is developed in relationships. It's not really granted from the beginning, and I think everyone knows that because, I mean, well, okay, that's kind of true, kind of false, because I think that you just kind of have to go into a relationship trusting that person until they give you a reason not to, but at the same time, you kind of build that trust with time. Um, And I think that, like, if someone breaks your trust in whatever way, it doesn't have to be cheating or anything, but if they just, like, lie to you about something, you know, it's a case-by-case basis on whether or not that should be tolerated, and we're not going to get into that just because we don't have time to, but, like... If someone breaks your trust, forgiveness is a thing. And I think forgiveness is the right thing to do in a lot of situations. Not all situations. Okay, wait. Let me rephrase that. Forgiveness is always the answer. But it doesn't always result in remaining together is what I want to say. Because I think that you should always forgive the other person when you are ready. There's no time limit on that. And when you know you personally feel ready to forgive the other person for breaking your trust. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if someone like 
literally is repetitively cheating on you you should forgive them and stay with them like you should forgive them you know whenever you feel you're ready down the road but definitely don't stay with that person because that's not good for you at all and um I don't know I think that a big thing for trust I like heard this on I don't know if it was a podcast or what but I would say about a year ago maybe a year and a half ago this completely transformed my life but it was just like hearing that trust like is something that it's like a circle of control issue because it's like you can only worry about what's inside of your circle of control. What if situations, they aren't real. They're not happening. They're hypothetical situations made up in your head that, you know, like your like little devil on your shoulder is telling you in your head. It's to, your subconscious. Yeah. It's your, you know, like you're sitting there creating situations that aren't real out of nothing and out of, you know, your insecurities and your fear and yourself. And that's outside of your circle of control. Like, if the person wants to, you know, be disloyal to you and if the person wants to lie to you, they will. Do you have control over that? No. Like if someone wanted to, you know, lie to you about going somewhere with somebody and they did that, you have no way of stopping that person from lying to you. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. no way to stop the person from there's no way to stop your significant other or friend or family member from doing what they are going to do like they have full intentions of doing something you can't control that like I don't think that it's something that's worth stressing over and eating your relationship a lot like letting it eat your relationship alive it's not good to you know let that affect you and the trust in your relationship all those what if situations and that was just for me a repercussion of everything that had happened to me in the past I was a very what if like situation based person and not necessarily like all these extreme what ifs, just like little what ifs. Like, what if this person is, you know, not texting me back because, or no, no, no. What was I gonna say? I was, saying, what if this <laughs> I was person, like, where are you going? With this? I don't know. I just like started talking, but what if this person is, you know, like not actually going to sleep right now, and like they're just lying about going to sleep because they don't want to talk to me. Like, just little stuff like that. Like every little situation, whether it mattered or not, I was freaking myself out over, and it's not worth it because it was outside of my circle of control. It made me miserable. It made mine and Griff's relationship worse because I was sitting there saying I trusted him when I didn't just because I was so caught up on things from the past and that's just not good um so yeah that's kind of like the middle meaty segment of our relationship this podcast is going to be so long (laughs) um so our last segment we're just going to go into kind of like our future from here and kind of like us right now with living together um our future career goals and post-grad plans. We're both planning on getting our master's here at Alabama. Um, haven't really started the application process, but we need to by the end of the year. So we're rolling around. Right <laughs> um, and I have an internship in Houston, uh, summer 2020. And Griffin's working on... He may be in Dallas. He may be in Houston. Um, I don't really want to be in Dallas alone. <laughs> but yeah, so... Depending on that, we may or may not have to do long distance, but I'm sure we'll be able to see each other, you know, hop on a flight or drive the four hours to see each other. We do long distance, like, during... uh, My mom better keep her word. That's all I got to (laughs) say. You hear that, Mindy? She said, y'all can hop on flights every weekend if y'all want. We'll get them (laughs) cheap if you schedule them, like, a month ahead of time. Oh, yeah, we can schedule them way way early. I'm being serious, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) But um, our, yeah, our summer plans, I guess, we may have to do long distance and, like, I know someone asked about our long distance, like, during Christmas and, like, summer. 
Um, during the summers, we've been together every summer because the first summer I applied to like a bunch of internships and the one that I happened to get was in Houston. Um, so that first summer we were like, I didn't live with Griffin's family or anything, but we were both in the city of Houston. And then last summer we were in Dallas and then next summer it's kind of like TBD. But as far as like Christmas break goes, we just always make sure we FaceTime. And, um, I guess the FaceTime dates are like the main way we just like make sure we like stay in contact and like hang out with each other over the phone I guess (laughs) dealing with long distance in that sense like I think time apart is like always good um and like being with your family is always good so best I guess the easiest way to do long distance is the FaceTime calls but make sure you schedule a time because I was really bad about that yeah grandma would just like call me and I'd be like in the store with my mom I'm like uh I'd be like dinner with my parents I'd be like (laughs) yeah you just have to she didn't communicate yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> always got to bring that back in. But, um, yeah, so I have done long distance before, not with Griffin. And a big part of that is, you know, trust and communication. And I'm not going to go into more detail than that because we've already talked a lot about both of those things. Um, as far as, like, um, you know, my life and how busy I am, I think this has become extremely apparent uh, this semester. How do you handle me being so busy? Sorry, I just got like so nasally. <laughs> I was like, what is going How on? How do you handle me being so busy? Uh, I guess I can put it into like, I'll put it into little like steps, I guess, for me. For me, dealing with Abby being so busy, it's super difficult because I'm an attention wanting person oh yeah griff griff's like love i don't we took the love language test but i don't even remember what our things were but griffin is i mean a very affectionate and i mean very, he he loves getting attention from me whether that's just like us hanging out with each other or me just like talking to him which i think is really cute but like i'm really bad at reciprocating that when i'm busy because when i'm busy i get in my head and I'm just like, I got to get XYZ, W-Q-R-S-T-U-V done. And I just totally like... You the, butchered that. No, I, I know. I meant to just do XYZ. And then I was like, but there's more than three things. So then I just added other letters. But anyways, <laughs> um, I have to get all this stuff done. So you're like, I'm going to prioritize getting all this stuff done. And then I'll pay attention to Griffin. Which that's just something I'm very bad about doing. And I don't recommend doing that. Because if, you know... Griffin's like very independent. And like he'll hang out with his own friends. And I'll hang out with mine. Yeah, what? You're cutting into my question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I did cut you off. No, you're fine. No, so I guess basically is you got to – I keep myself – I try as hard as, like, hard as possible to keep myself busy. That's why I go to the gym, what Abby was saying. That's why I, I go hang out with my other friends and stuff like that. But sometimes it's honestly it, it's it's not enough. I will, and then also just start pestering Abby. That is yeah. that is how it goes. I will, but it, it will. I'll stop. Like I'll go watch Netflix. I'll go watch TV. Like I think. Oh, go ahead. I guess just keeping yourself. If she's busy, keep yourself busy. Yeah. Like I'm not a huge like I I don't like school. Like I, I want to be done with it. <laughs> like. Maybe some people are like that, though. Maybe some people do like school, and they can go, instead of waiting around for, like, your girlfriend, boyfriend, or or whoever, you go do schoolwork. You go do stuff like that. Sometimes I go to the library, but it's once in a blue moon. (laughs) That's where I'm going to end on that. (laughs) But, yeah, I think that um, kind of going off of that, too, it's 
really important to just like balancing time with each other like with my busy schedule and all of that we just have to like set aside you know a day of the week at least one day where we hang out together and it's just Griff and I and you know we're not on our phones we're not doing schoolwork because a lot of the times we just use our time that we go to the gym together a few times a week normally and then our time um you know eating that dinner is what together. I'm, that is what I'm, one thing I am huge on is when we are if we're watching a movie or a show there are no phones oh, yeah. there are nothing for sure. like, and that's all for good reason because it's like the only time we were spending together, like at the beginning of the semester like me adjusting to like everything going on it was just so hard because it was just a lot and the only time we were spending together was us going to the gym and like yeah, us getting dinner together I felt like I got probably an hour and a half of a day with that That's yeah and I mean yeah even less than that honestly but like it was just hard because it was a big adjustment for me and that's just like a learning experience and that's just one of those things we had to sit down and communicate about for example like we have the once things like got rough and we were like oh my gosh this is like tack with like taking a toll on both of us we need to sit down and talk about it so we did and um I think that that's you know really important to make sure you sit down and if you're if you're in a relationship with someone and y'all both have really busy schedules or opposite schedules like I know Zane and Jordan you know Zane works eight to six or something and Jordan works seven to seven and like from night to seven in the morning they literally have opposite schedules and um yeah because Jordan's a nurse and Zane's an engineer and you know like I think a big thing for them is you know like their time on the weekends and everything and the time that they do have together obviously you have to make the most of it so that's really important um dedicating that time yeah, you have to find you have to find because more than likely there is like when even if it's only an hour you have, you have to yeah. compromise. It, yeah. it's an hour's not even enough but no. like, you, you got to take what you can get right? yeah that's yeah. how because some weeks it's like all right there's one hour where it's just griff and i am not working on schoolwork i'm not working on youtube stuff and, and we'll, be, we'll watch our show together then. yeah and that I, I know that makes both, both of us very happy um and then I think we can just talk about us living together to kind of, like, wrap things up. Uh, a lot of people were like, this was the most asked, like, segment in question. So we definitely had to, like, stay for the whole episode to hear this part. Um, the biggest adjustment to living together on my end, I think, was not having, like, a roommate that was, like, a girl. Just because Macy uh, was my roommate for three years. So it was, like, really weird not having her here. Um, and adjusting to that and the fact that like the person I was living with is the person I was dating was just really weird instead of it being my friend yeah, and I think yeah. that was the biggest adjustment just because this summer we technically lived together even though it was with two other people and the biggest adjustment for me is helping out around the house <laughs> yeah. as hard as it is to say I, I've just never been a huge like I'm not dirty no I'm, just just not, awesome. I'm yeah. not like I'm not gonna be like Oh, I'm a little bit I just, Oh, I just used a dish. I'm going to put it in the dishwasher. No, I, I'm not going to do that. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. But I have tried my best for one out of every five dishes I'll put it in the I dishwasher. Will, I'll give credit where credit's due. Griffin could be so much worse. I know there are way messier and dirtier guys out there. Because Griffin's not dirty. He's just messy and disorganized. But that's okay because when I'm busy, I'm the exact same way. But it's really bad because I'll get in these moods where I want everything to be perfectly clean and organized and in its place and I'm not getting off the couch well like my thing is like because this normally happens at the end of the week like once everything's done and I'm exhausted and I'm like this place needs to be spotless and everything needs to be in order yet the past four days I've been fine with you know my living three in. pairs of shoes being in the yeah. living room and then all of a sudden I'm like Griffin get your stuff up and I'm like I'm like 
You're like, wait, your son is wait, sitting no, out no. here too. Or no, what's no, happening? No, no, yeah, she'll, she'll do that. She'll she'll yell at me after she takes her stuff into her room. Yeah, which is a horrible trait of mine, but it's just because I like get on these like very high energy spurts of cleaning at the end of the week when all my schoolwork's done and I'm not stressed out anymore. And I'm like, this place needs to be spotless and in order. And I just like expect Griffins to like stop everything and do everything. And I think that like another question that people ask was like just dividing chores. Um, you know, the way we kind of have it divided, Griffin, like, occasionally helps me with dishes. It's honestly, dividing chores is not, it doesn't really work that No, because we don't really have, like, a set thing. The only thing that's set is that Griffin, like, does the laundry and I fold it. But I'm, like, it's very lazadaisical. Lackadaisical? Lazadaisical. That's what Laz. I thought it was lackadaisical. Lazadaisical. Lackadaisical. Let's do a vocabulary lesson. Ask Siri. You don't know how to work your Siri. I don't know how to work. Oh, wait. Lackadaisical. Yeah, it's lackadaisical. Is it? Lacking enthusiasm and determination. Carelessly lazy. What is lazadaisical? I don't think it's a word. Is lazadaisical a word? Laser days ago word? <laughs> okay, great. We have Good the job. answer. All right. <laughs> don't argue with me on the vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> very funny. All right. Yeah, but I guess it is a very lackadaisical. Is that how you say sure. it? Lack of day school chore. I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, the more you know. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's tough because, like, you, you put it in, it has to wash for like an hour and a half. Like, it's a time scale thing. You got to be home. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's just a pain. Like, that's what he does. And then I fold it. And then, like, uh, this past Friday, we just kind of like both vacuumed some. We both kind of like clean our own bathrooms since we have our own bathrooms because I could not like share a bathroom with Griffin because that's one area that you're a little bit. More messy than others. I'm really not that messy. I think most guys are, so it's okay. Not most guys. I don't want to say that because I know there's stuff. I don't leave my clothes. I I put my clothes where they need to go. I don't leave anything. Most of the time. (laughs) But I just there's a basket near my clothes are in it. Okay. (laughs) But um oh dirty clothes. Okay yeah you do dirty clothes. But like if you try something on which I do this. Oh I throw it on my. Oh yeah I do the exact same thing and then when I feel like putting it up I put it up. But anyways that was a big tangent. As far as like chores go, if there's like an issue with getting your significant other to do something. Start one thing Break at a time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because in the beginning, like when Griff and I started living together, you know, growing up, like I've been, I've, I mean, I've been cleaning like my bathroom and like all that stuff since I was like I'm, 10. I'm sorry. I was spoiled. Like, yeah. Straight up, I was spoiled. And, I ne- I and there's nothing wrong with that. I haven't had to clean anything on my own. Like Griffin's parents were college. far too busy with as many kids as they had and like your dad's job to, you know... I don't know, like, I, I guess it could have been, like, delegated between all of you guys, but it, it's just when it's easier to get people to clean for you, you're going to do it. It's the economically efficient solution, and I hate myself for saying that, but when you study economics a little bit, you know, it makes more sense to go with the more efficient solution as hey, far if you as can afford it, now. If you can afford it, do it. Yeah, so Griffin just grew up, you know, like, having maids, and there's literally nothing wrong with that. There was a period of time in my life when my parents had maids, um... And it was, like, the same situation, you know, like, we were really busy, Zane and I were as kids, because it was when we were really highly involved in our sports at the time, and then my parents, like, work was a lot more demanding at that time, and then, you know, once things calmed back down, we started cleaning again. But, where I was going with that, you just have to start small, and then build up, because initially it was just, you know, me me being like, oh, Griffin, we just put your stuff back where it goes, and then it was like, oh, Griffin, if you do the laundry, I'll fold the laundry. Oh, if you help me load this load of dishes, we can get it done a lot faster and but, get to the gym quicker. But, but the thing for me, yeah, she does do that stuff sometimes. But the thing for me is now, like, when she's like, yeah, if you just... 
put your stuff away, you know, whatever. Or if you do the laundry, I'll fold it for you. Now it's like, I'll do the laundry, you fold it, and put it away for me. <laughs> Compromises are key in relationships. Yeah, okay? com- definitely compromise. I think that, I mean, honestly, because with us, it's just... I'll put myself up sometimes. Sometimes he's the one, you know, like straightening up the living room. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm the one cleaning the floor. Sometimes he is. When I know she's stressed, I, out of the greatness and just the kind, hard person I am, I'll do it for her. (laughs) Yeah, which is very sweet because this past Friday when we were trying to prepare for my brother coming to town, he did most of the cleaning besides like my bathroom, which was nice. Well, you were in there, so. Yeah. So, um... As far as, like, getting tired of each other, living together, do you get tired of me? <laughs> Dude. I get tired of her. Never. Never. No. I really don't get tired of Abby. Like, yeah, you fight, but, like, that's just... But then you just so have like, it's a It's like, a relationship. Then if we fight and if, you, if you, you're still upset, go to a different room. Like That's the beauty of, like... Having more than one room. Yeah, don't live in a studio together. You're crazy. Oh, yeah. That would be really hard the first <laughs> no, year. Like, I, I love that we have, like, separate rooms. We can go to separate spaces if we need to. I guess, like, we just... I don't, like... I'm never, like, oh, I'm tired of my girlfriend. Yeah. I, I, I never get tired of Griffin. Like, and that's... If you're getting tired of the person you're with, then, like, you might want to reevaluate your, the relationship just Your because, life. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that because getting tired in the sense of, like... Ugh, do I have to hang out with well, no, like, like, that's No, it's the thing. Like, okay, if you're getting tired of your relationship, you should probably try to make a change and do something yeah, different. And not and not in the sense of breaking up or anything. Just like try doing different things with them. Don't just keep yeah. living the same day over and well, over. Well, yeah, again. and because things there are times, especially in long term relationships, things are going to get boring and they're not going to be as exciting anymore once you're out of the honeymoon phase. And you know, you what you have to recognize if there's a change needed, you need to sit down and make that change and adjust or. To keep things alive, I think, like, our biggest thing, like, I know we both really look forward to, like, having our, you know, where we watch our shows together. Like, we love watching Dynasty. And, like, I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of doing that, but. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Sorry I mean, about stuff it. like that that we always will look forward to doing together and, like, drinking a cup of hot chocolate or eating popcorn. Like, we love doing that together. As childish as it sounds. Yeah, like, you just have to find something. We are something. still kids at heart. Yeah, you have to find something that both of you guys really enjoy doing and make sure you prioritize doing that and getting that done. But keeping the spark alive is all about you know, doing it's different changed. things. Yeah. yeah. If, if you do the same thing every day, you're going to get bored. You, like, and your might, flame is going, your fuse is ending. Okay? Yeah. And uh. it may take, you know, like sitting down and brainstorming with a person. What's a fun date we could go on? Or cause that's one thing we don't really, we don't really go on dates that often, but it's okay. I mean, we're really busy. It'd be really hard for us. Like, that's why, that's why, okay, yeah, dates, dates are very difficult because we go out to eat. Yeah. Like, and that's basically a date. So. Yeah. But like, we just don't, and I think, that. I think yeah. once we start working full time and it's not like yeah. we have to get home study, we can like go to a nice day and actually spend time there talking and stuff. But Yeah, and then I I guess also um Oh dang it. Oh, for keeping the spark alive is like for me what I do. I know Abby thinks it's me pestering her as in like I will ask her if like I can be in her podcast, if I can be more in her YouTube channel. Like I like to be part of her life, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, that's just... And that makes things more exciting because it's, like, exploring new territory for both of us, I think. So, that's really good. And I think that, like, I don't know. How do you think, like, living together has changed our relationship? I guess it's changed our relationship as in we've learned how to share things. Like, yeah. Like, we split groceries. Like, we've learned how to... You, you got to be able to share space, obviously, if you're going to live with someone. Yeah. Like, sometimes I go through 
I have phases. I'm like, Abby, if you're going to be doing work, are you doing something? Like, cause the couch, that's my safe space. That is my happy place. <laughs> I'm watching TV on that couch. There won't be any schoolwork being done on that couch. Like, and I can't get my schoolwork done a lot of times on the couch. So I'll just go to my desk that I have for a reason yeah. or my room. So no, but it's it's brought, definitely brought us closer. I think it's brought brought us closer, but I don't think it's changed our relationship more. I, like the only thing that's changed, I think, is just us learning how to coexist in the same space all the yeah. time, um, and learning how to like. I know it's really weird, like living with your significant other instead of a friend. Like I said, when you're used to that in college, but. That's pretty much everything because we've been talking you guys ear off. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I know that we probably could have answered a few more questions, but I know that there was a lot more we got into deeper than we expected, which is totally fine. But um, I'm not going to do a Q&A at the end of this episode like I do with others just because the questions were implemented throughout the episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you want to find Griffin on social media, his Instagram, what's your Instagram? Underscore Griffin Weinstein underscore? Yep. Yeah, underscore Griffin Weinstein underscore. It'll be in the show notes. He's on my Instagram if you follow me on Instagram, which you should, to keep up with my life and all that stuff, um, just so we can communicate and stuff, because I love communicating with you guys. You can definitely find him on there, too. If you want um, to find me on Twitter, you it's going to be pointless unless you just love Funny videos and sports, and yeah. Funny th- yeah, basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much that. Be sure to join the Gen Z Girl Podcast Facebook group, linked in the show notes, as well as follow the Instagram page. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a great Monday wherever you're at and whatever you're doing, and make it a great week, and I will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Gen Z, we out. <laughs>